0: Hey there, and welcome to episode 112 of Running Lean. My name is Patrick McGillivray, the weight loss coach for runners. And today, taking back control of your life with Melanie Millaway. Today, I have a very special guest for you. I recently sat down with Melanie Millaway, and we had a candid conversation about her experience of changing her diet and getting fat adapted. But the real change didn't happen on the outside. Yes, she lost weight. Yes, she improved her running performance. Yes, she got stronger. Yes, she has more energy now. And yes, she generally feels a lot better. But the real change happened on the inside. Melanie made this massive shift in her mindset. And I just have to say that this is the real work we do here in my coaching program. You learn how to become a leaner, stronger runner, but you do it by making the internal shift, by doing the inner work, just like Melanie did, and I'll let her tell you more about that. Here's the thing, the way you look on the outside, for example, your current weight, it's just a reflection of whether or not you are doing the internal work. If you're unhappy with the way that you look and feel and you want more for yourself, then you have to do that internal work, okay? This is the work that Melanie did, and in this episode of the podcast, she shares how she's absolutely transformed herself her entire life from the inside out. But first, if you love this podcast, come check out the Running Lean Podcast community on Facebook. Just search for Running Lean Community on Facebook. Come join us. Join in the fun. We have a lot of fun over there. We post selfies. We do challenges. We support each other. We encourage each other. And... We have a good time doing it. It's all about running, it's all about diet and exercise and becoming your best self. Just search for Running lane Community on Facebook and join the fun. And then if you're somebody who is ready to do that inner work, to make that shift in your mindset so that you can start becoming the healthiest and most badass version of yourself, then you have to just take action. One of the biggest mistakes people make around changing their health is procrastination. They put off taking action. They always think later, like when I have more time or when I feel more motivated or after the kids go to college. (laughs) Later is a dream killer. It's a killer of hopes and dreams. It's a killer of goals. If you want something more for yourself, if you wanna make a change for yourself for the better, then you have to start today. Apply for coaching with me, there's no commitment, it's just a conversation, you and me, just gonna have a conversation about what coaching would look like for you and how it might be one of the best things you ever do for yourself. Just go to runningleanpodcast.com forward slash apply and take that first step, take action, stop putting it off take that step towards becoming that badass future version of yourself. Cool? All right, like I said, I'm excited to share this interview with you. Melanie experienced this profound transformation and affected a bunch of different areas of her life. And I'm going to let her tell you all about it. So I'm going to stop talking. Here's my interview with Melanie Millaway. All right. Cool. So today I'm talking with Melanie and Melanie has a cool story that I felt was worth sharing with you guys. So Melanie and I started working together a few months ago and, um, Melanie just is one of these people that at the beginning, things were very challenging for her. And at the beginning, um, she may have had some doubts, and she may have struggled a little bit. And we're going to talk about that. But I want you to know that at the end of our our coaching together, and, and the end of our sort of time working together, Melanie just had this amazing, like, uh, attitude and this amazing transformation. And I wanted to make sure that we sort of captured that and shared it with you guys because I think it's very inspirational. And um, I hope I'm not, you know, setting this up too, too uh, big for you here, Melanie, but <laughs> I thought it was very inspirational and I wanted to make sure that we sort of had this conversation and talked about all this stuff. So, Melanie, why don't you just introduce yourself and kind of tell us like where you were before you and I started working together?
1: Awesome. Well, Patrick, first off, thanks for having me. Um, Man, all the way back to the beginning with this process, I think when we started, um, you know, I was just seeking some clarity in my life. Um, There were things I wanted to change about myself, but I was lacking direction or certainty on kind of how to make that meaningful and lasting change. And, you know, I had celebrated a milestone birthday earlier last year, and I think that natural progression kind of when you enter a new decade of your life is to get introspective and start kind of conducting your own personal inventory. So, you know, am I satisfied with where I am right now. Um, is there something more out there? Is this what life is really all about? Like, is this it? Um, or is it time for change? And I think I coupled those kind of internal thoughts with the fact that I've always been interested in health and fitness and nutrition and learning new things. And, you know, I identify as a runner. You know, I was an athlete in high school. Um, and after college, I ran my first marathon and I was hooked. I love the sport. Um, But that also started me down the path of adopting the mindset of like, now that I'm a marathon runner, like, I can eat whatever I want. Like, I run to eat. And if I'm training and logging miles and burning tons of calories, then naturally I get to eat and drink whatever I want, as much as I want, whenever I want. Like, I love food. Um, And my childhood and upbringing certainly revolved around food. So it seemed like a natural fit. You know, all this to say that, you know, the strategy that I had adopted, you know, I run so I can eat, that wasn't really working for me anymore. Um, I wasn't feeling great. Uh, I was not really motivated. So, what did I do? Um, I leaned in further with what I knew. I thought, well, clearly I just need to run farther. So, let's increase the distance. So, I signed up and I started training to run another full marathon. And that was my goal. Um, It had been a few years since my last full marathon. Um, I've been running half marathons kind of for maintenance, and it was at this point that I kind of discovered the Running Lean podcast on Audible, and I was listening during my training runs, and that led me to you, um, and kind of just the start of this new beginning and understanding that you can't outrun a bad diet, and what I needed was to change my relationship with food and alcohol, and if I wanted to feel better uh, and to achieve like, greater things for myself, like those changes needed to happen.
0: So where did you find yourself? And and by the way, this is like such a common story. This is one of the reasons I do what I do is because so many runners have this mentality of, oh, I just run to eat. I can eat whatever I want. Um, I just need to run more and that'll solve the problem. You know, and so what you're describing here is completely normal. We can all relate. We've all been there. Okay. But what, where did you find yourself that you thought I need help with this? Like what was the the, the, the biggest issue that you really wanted solved or the biggest issue you wanted help with?
1: Well, you know, what I was doing wasn't working. Um, I was spending more time running and kind of prioritizing that over other things. And it was really, it was a, creating a strain for me to balance everything. Like I have a lot more responsibilities in my life, like family and career now than when I trained for my last full marathon. And you know, I wasn't blessed with like Olympic DNA. So I'm just your average runner based on age and kind of finish time and you know, it takes me a couple of hours to knock out a ten to fifteen mile run and yet I, I felt like I was stuck and I wasn't really making any material progress. I wasn't getting faster. I didn't look any different. In general I kind of felt like garbage and I wasn't in a great mood most of the time. Yet I was investing all this time in running and I was feeling frustrated. So Um, you know, I was just kind of searching for, for more.
0: Yeah. And this is so interesting because you're one of these people, Melanie, who has come to me and said like, listen, I don't have like a bunch of weight to lose. I'm not super overweight or anything like that. You did lose some weight in this process. We'll talk about that in a minute, but you didn't come to me saying like, oh, I just can't lose the weight. You just, you know, you, you had a lot more going on and there was just so many like, like you described it, just feeling like garbage. I think that's pretty some pretty much sums it up right there. But it's like we want more for ourselves. We want to feel better. We want running to be something we enjoy. We want it to be easier. And so those are some of the things that I remember from when we started working together, where you were just like, I've gotta figure this out, you know? And so we started kind of working together. Describe like what what are some of the things you you experienced when we started making some of these changes? Cause I know it didn't all, it wasn't all like super easy or work super well from the beginning.
1: Yeah. You know, um, I think when we first started, got started really what I, I, wanted some guidance. I wanted to be held accountable. Like I, I knew that was something I needed for myself. Um, Cause I have a tendency to kind of put others before me. Um, just a, kind of a pleaser by nature that way. And if you over, use that formula, a lot of times you end up kind of sacrificing your own goals and desires and that's not very empowering and it, it leaves you feeling like you don't have a lot of control in certain cir- you know, situations or circumstances. And then kind of looking outward, you know, I've, I've had a lot of success in other aspects of my life working with a mentor or kind of specifically in my career with, you know, uh, whether it's like an individual development plan or for your career growth, I've had mentors in the past that were supporting me with a variety of goals um, and kind of seeking their advice or guidance on something. But I never really thought to make that kind of investment in my own personal life until I crossed paths with you. Um, but, you know, how did it get started or how did it go? You know, it was it was challenging in the beginning. Um, you know, I, I made the conscious choice to begin this journey heading into what I perceived to be the most challenging time of the year, the holiday season, that quad facta of Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, like, they were all packed in there. And it's kind of crazy to, uh, you know, experience growth and discomfort to the holidays, like the ultimate gauntlet of obstacles. Um, But I thought if I could come out of that specific time of the year successful, it would be a huge boost to my self-confidence and I could kind of wear it like a badge of of honor. Um, you know, and as I worked to get kind of fat adapted, you know I experienced the headaches and the sugar withdrawal symptoms, and looking back on it, I was probably a little more than grouchy, um, but I was really committed um, you know I started my food journal and I was logging meals consistently, and I started planning and buying different things at the store and set my protocol and knew what I wanted to eat ahead of time um, and you know when it comes to to running like I'm not going to lie. The running sucks for a while going through this process. Um, <laughs> yeah, there were weeks when I, I felt sluggish and my body was heavy and I was basically sucking wind. Um, and I had run a, a half marathon just a few weeks prior to kind of starting the running, running Lean program, and I had a PR in that race. And then fast forward, like, as I'm in the midst of getting fat adapted, um, I had forgot I had committed to a friend that was gonna, I was going to help pace her during a local like half marathon, and that race felt hard, but I wasn't quite over the hump yet at that point, point. and then I just remember kind of coming out on the other side. Eventually, my runs, they started getting easier. You know, my times were improving. I felt like less effort, um, and it was just kind of a gradual onset, and I remember sending you a text message like, you know, ran five miles this morning, and it felt really good, um, and I was back, but I was like better.
0: Yeah, you're bringing up um, a couple of things I want to touch on. Number one is, like, you did take this on during candy season, which is Halloween through New Year's, you know, and we've talked about that. And you were like, I don't know if I really want to do this right now, but I think I need to do this right now. And um, that takes a lot of courage, like, to stand up and do that because most people, they don't, you know, most people are like, you know what, I'm going to wait till the New Year's. I'm just going to, like binge my way through this holiday season. I need a bunch of garbage and feel terrible and gain a bunch of weight. And then hopefully on New Year's I'll make a resolution and be able to stick with it this time, which will be different, you know? And nobody does that, you know what I mean? It's just, it doesn't really work, you know? And you were like, you know what? No, that's not what I want for myself. I, well, I want to do something different. I want to just get get started now. And I want to make these changes now, and I want to get through the holidays and feel good about myself. I want to come out on the other side of the holidays feeling like I had my own back through that whole process. So, how did that go for you? Like, how was the? How'd you come out of the holidays?
1: Ahead of the game, Um, I'm going to absolutely feel to start the year that way, and to not feel like you're in the hole so to speak, of you, you know, overindulged to the holidays and maybe ate more drank more than you normally would have any other time of the year and have to start just to start below ground. Like I I was well ahead of the game, you know, and I had been training along the way for my event in January and had, I mean, I was just, I was so far ahead. So that felt, that part of it felt amazing.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So you came out of, the holidays, you came into January with all this momentum and you had actually lost weight over the holidays, which is something most people don't do. You know, uh, So that was really cool. And then, yeah, then you had your uh, race in January. Um, what was that? What was the race?
1: Yeah, so that was, I ran a half marathon in Houston, uh, which Houston's a really special city to me. And I just, I love that event. Um, and this time, you know, I was fully fat adapted. Like, it seemed so simple. Um, I didn't have to do anything different than any other typical day when I was down there. Like, I didn't have to carb load the night before, and I never I never liked that feeling of carb loading before a race anyway. It always kind of made me feel lethargic or gross. Um, but, you know, now I didn't have to do that, and I didn't eat anything pre-race. Like, I was completely fasted aside from a cup of coffee, and you know, I didn't run with any carbs on me. Like, I was naked uh, with carbs. Like, um, you know, I still carried my own hydration, um, but my running vest was a little lighter. And uh, I wasn't ravenous post-race. You know, like, I ate a standard meal a few hours later. So it was kind of surreal at first, but just strangely liberating, like, to go through that transformation and to for it to just be so easy.
0: Yeah, and how'd you do in the, in the uh, half? Yeah, so
1: um, I broke a course record for myself, so improved my time for the last time that I had run in person. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a really smooth race. Um, I got to see my dad along the way, like at mile two, so it's always encouraging to have, you know, family there to support you. Um, but it, it just, the overall experience, it felt good, um, and I was really energized and happy to be there, and it was just overall an incredible weekend.
0: Awesome. Super awesome. Just goes to show you that just because you're running on fat instead of carbs, like you can still run fast. You know, a lot of people, there's a lot of misconceptions out there about that. You know, you want to get faster, you can work on getting faster and you can do it as a fat adapted runner for sure. That's awesome. So something I wanted to kind of go back to, you mentioned like drinking and sort of like, you know, taking some time off from drinking what was that like for you? Was that something you were just kind of struggling with a little bit and you wanted to like, you knew that was maybe something that was contributing to you feeling like garbage. Is that kind of why you decided you wanted to like take a break from drinking?
1: Yeah. I just, I wasn't very happy with like who I was and I I kind of go back a little bit on my relationship with alcohol, you know, um, I wanted to just kind of take a pause and kind of figure out the role it was playing in my life. And, you know, alcohol was a challenge. Like I think I've had established some enduring habits over the past 20 years. Like when I was younger and, you know, you're seeking social acceptance, like I was one of those, I had to put effort into acquiring a taste for alcohol, but then like fast forward, you know, now I'm in a position where I find myself thinking about having a beer after I'm done working for the day. Or after a stressful week, or maybe it's the start of the weekend and, like, let's kick it off with a drink. Or I'm at a business meeting and I want to be the first to meet my colleagues at the bar. So, like, I had some legacy habits there, but I didn't like the way I was feeling. Um, And I think with coaching, I ended up making some really positive and just lasting changes with that relationship to kind of pause on it, kind of reflect on, you know, what are the positives and the negatives from from drinking like I'm not getting a whole lot of benefits here like I don't feel good I'm not real motivated um, that's an area where I think I've, I've just been wanting to make a change for a while and I think there's an aspect of kind of shame with the struggle um, and that's where you kind of provided just a safe place for me and kind of understood that the challenge that comes with it and and being like how empowering to reevaluate that relationship over the holidays like I think of December and it's holiday parties and it's gatherings and it's get-togethers and I just did it like a complete dry December and like it was really challenging at first but as each day kind of passed by and I had those successes you build more confidence and like it was so much easier at the end and then again looking back on it like for something i had looked so forward to like to have that beer, okay? Well, now i'm going to have a sip of it and it's just kind of meh. Like it, it kind of lost its luster by the end. Like my feeling towards it is so different now.
0: If you could identify like kind of what that mindset shift was for you because what you're describing is awesome and a lot of people that i work with kind of experience the same thing. So we, you know, just to lose weight and kind of get fat adapted and, and change our you know, body composition and things like that. I do recommend maybe taking a break from alcohol. Some people freak out a little bit about that. You know? <laughs> Some people are like, OK, no big deal. I can take or leave it. And um, but something interesting happens along the way. Um, there's always a mindset shift. There's like a, a way we think about alcohol and what it does for us, like before we give it up for a period of time. And then there's the way we think about it afterwards. Like, can you tell me kind of what that looked like for you? Like what was the what was the biggest shift for you in your mindset around that?
1: I, I think it was feeling
0: like I needed some sense of control.
1: Like at some point it kind of had control over me. And I needed to have that that shift of power kind of back into my favor. Like it's really not all that it's cracked up to be um, and I think just more awareness to my thoughts and the feelings that they're generating and, and slowing down a little bit, kind of pause for a moment. Um, and I, I kind of liken it to thinking before you speak, but on a more, like, a deeper subconscious level. But is this really what I want in the moment? And it, and I still, you know, I still have a beer every now and then. Um, so it's not like I've completely ended my relationship with alcohol, but it's just, I have better control and my thought process is different towards it. And yeah, it, it's been a shift. It's, it's not all as sexy as it used to be. Um, cause I, I can take it or leave it at this point.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. Cause that's the place where you want to get to. And when it comes to drinking alcohol or eating sugar, for example, these are like two things that are like drugs, if not are drugs, you know, the way that they affect our body and the way they affect our brain, the way they light up our pleasure centers. And we have a hard time, you know, not doing these things when we're used to doing them on the regular basis. Right. And so when we're like, okay, you know what, maybe you know, stop eating sugar, or stop drinking alcohol. And then all this resistance comes up and all this, we start freaking out about that because we're just so used to having it whenever we want it. So we use it to feel good. We use it as a reward system for ourselves. We use it to deal with our emotions, all that stuff. When we take it away, it becomes challenging and we got to deal with all that stuff that comes up. So you got to deal with the emotions. You got to like reward yourself in different ways. You got to make yourself feel good in different ways, you know? But the other thing that people don't realize is that that desire that you have for alcohol or sugar will will actually go away once you've abstained from a, from it for a while. And that desire, you can actually when that sort of desire goes away, you actually start to um not crave it anymore. You don't, you're no longer like thinking about it. You're no longer dreaming about it. It's no longer the solution for you anymore. And so you don't even really want it anymore. That's a place you want to get to. That's a beautiful place to be because if you're, if you're craving alcohol, but you're not drinking, that's terrible. <laughs> you just want to murder somebody, right? But when you're like, all of a sudden you're like, and I remember you told me this, you're like, Eh, it's lost its luster. I just don't even want it anymore. I was like, yes, that's where we want to get to because now it's easy to say no. Right. Yeah. yeah and I just, I feel
1: so much better. So like how I feel is more powerful than the thing, than the food, than the sugar, than the drink. Like I, that doesn't make me feel as good as like how I, I feel now with the clarity and how, much better I sleep at night or how much better my mood is, or like I'm more engaged with my family or connected with the world. Like that feels better than the beer ever made me feel.
0: Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. And we get into this place sometimes where we start to feel good and, um, you know, we start to feel good without using, you know, food or, or alcohol to make us feel good. And we think this can't last, uh, this isn't sustainable. And all these like stories will start to come up and excuses and things like that because it gets uncomfortable. It's like feeling good, actually it doesn't make sense, but feeling good like that actually makes us feel uncomfortable because we're not used to it. And, um, and you even said this to me and I took a note of this of uh, uh, sometime into our uh, working together, you were like, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, as if, like, this is all going to just come crashing down. But it didn't, did it?
1: No, I, I felt guilty, like, for feeling so good. Like, when I first felt the impact, it kind of just the transformation. And I honestly I had no idea that I could feel this good. It was like euphoria. Like, um, and I just wasn't sure what to do with myself. Like, I didn't trust it. Um, and, you know, I also had to kind of remind myself not to go back to the things or the habits that got me where, where I was before, and I certainly where I don't want to go back to. Um, But it was it was a strange feeling to
0: feel so good. (laughs) I just think that's so funny, in a way that we, we do that to ourselves, we actually start to feel good. And then we're like, there's got to be something wrong here. When is this going to change? This is not normal. This is weird is uncomfortable. (laughs) But it's like, no, we want to feel good. We want to feel good. So tell me about something else that um, shifted for you. Because you know, you've you've experienced some some profound shifts in your in your mindset and in in the way you think and feel about yourself. Um, tell me something else that you've experienced through this process.
1: You know, just you know, I remember early on I, when I had some anxiety or apprehension with an upcoming business trip. You know, meeting with vendors typically that's meals out, like a reason to overindulge with food or alcohol or otherwise. And you know, used to. You supported me to ensure that I had a solid plan kind of going into that situation. It's as simple as thinking, like, about how do you want to come out of that week? Um, You know, how do you want to feel about yourself? That really resonated with me. And, again, just I felt supported. That was a big boost to my confidence. You know, another simple situation where a friend had brought me lunch, like, um, I think it was a roast beef sandwich. Um, And I didn't want to draw attention to the fact that I was doing this high-fat LARP low-carb thing, and basically, I I didn't want to eat the bun in front of my friend, Uh, so or not eat the bun, so I ended up, you know, kind of caving and eating the entire sandwich, and I just remember, kind of, I felt disappointed with myself afterwards, Um, I took a good thing, and, you know, someone brought me lunch, and I turned it into something else, and I remember you kind of breaking it down, and obviously, the situation was deeper than just the bun, like, leaving that conversation, feeling more confident in my choices, and being empowered to kind of stick to stick with those um, was really important to me. Um, And then really just, I mean, again, mindset, just being more aware of my thoughts and the feelings that those are generating and slowing down, kind of just taking a pause for a moment. Um, I I didn't realize, I've always, I felt frustrated for a long time and I couldn't really figure out why or kind of put my finger on it. And it all makes a lot more sense now. It's like, the thought is the thing, but I have control over the thought and, and how it makes me feel and ultimately kind of what my actions are. So I just feel like my life is, in, I feel less frustrated and I feel like I have more control um, in despite not being able to control the circumstance, but just how I react to the situation and just being more at ease. Like I feel less frustrated.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like you have more control over your thoughts and feelings?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. i just being able to, I'm more intentional, I think with my thoughts and even if the thoughts maybe don't feel good, kind of marinating in that for a minute or kind of reflecting on it and trying to connect it back to the why and just having a better mindset in general and feeling like I have control. Like and I do and that's incredibly empowering. Like I can think about having a, having a drink and again pause for a second and think with that thought and contemplate if that's what I really want. And occasionally I may want the, the thing, like maybe it's cake, um, but I got the power back. Like I get, to, I get to decide for myself, I get to choose.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. And I love the way you phrase that too because you do have the power. And um, it's incredibly empowering when we can learn how to manage or control our thoughts and feelings. We go through life thinking that what other people do or say, it makes us feel a certain way. And when we start to take control over that and start to take responsibility for our own stuff and for our own emotional state, it becomes it becomes so empowering because now you're not blaming other people for how you feel. You're not blaming other people for how you're reacting to situations. Do you see this work that we've done together? Do you see it sort of spilling over into other areas of your life?
1: Absolutely. Um, I mean, that part of it, it is positively impacted so many other areas of my life. Um, Like I said, with just being more engaged at home Um, I have more energy to, like, spend time with my kids in the evening after, you know, working all day or kind of fulfilling my responsibilities at work. I think I'm more inspiring to my team of leaders that I work with or my colleagues and just kind of energizing them. And it's infectious. Like, it's it's pretty incredible how I can, like, just spill over and impact so many other areas of my life in such meaningful and positive ways. Like that feels really good.
0: Yeah. And and I just wanna point out, Melanie, that this is all you. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm over here like yammering on about stuff and, you know, kind of, you know, offering some suggestions and things like that. But you're doing the work. And that's something I want everybody that's listening to this to to really hear that you know, having a coach is great and it's great to have somebody that can guide you that has the experience and that expertise with this kind of stuff. But really you got to show up and you got to actually do the work. You got to like do things that you don't want to do. You know, you've got to, you know, um, practice being disciplined about your diet and about exercising and about getting your runs in and getting your strength training in and working through the mindset stuff. And so I just wanted to point out that you have done an exceptional job with all that stuff. You know, you're the one that has shown up and, and actually done the work. So, good job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what, what's what been like the most, like if you could just identify like one big, the, the best part of this for you or the biggest transformation you've experienced with all of this, what would you say that was for you?
1: I would say it's, having your own back. I mean, life isn't easy. You know, life is full of struggles, but you have choices. And I think I learned you have more control than you know. Like, you get to choose your own adventure. Choose your struggles, right? So personally, I'd rather be focused on controlling aspects of my diet or sitting with an uncomfortable thought or emotion than struggling with diabetes or heart disease or alcoholism, all of which, you know, run in my family. I think you've got to give yourself some grace and kind of self-love along the way. Like, I'm gonna make mistakes. The reality is I'm gonna fail at things, but just keep going um, and keep working towards making those small incremental changes because they all add up in time and you, you know, you're moving forward and getting closer towards the things that you want and just never quitting. Um, and I think lastly, kind of coming out of this process, you know, I learned that nothing is impossible. Like, we all have or should have like what I call a b-hag, a big, hairy, audacious goal. And you need to go after it, like see it as part of your identity and who you are and believe in it. I think most importantly, just believe in yourself because anything is possible.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love that. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. I think we should have big, huge, impossible goals. We should all have those kinds of goals for ourselves. Because if we don't, if our goals are small, that means they're because we a lot of people we 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 set small goals for ourselves because we know we can attain them but those small goals feel kind of comfortable for us but we want those big or bigger things that are like uncomfortable the ones that require us to change and to become more in the process of going for them right so love that um, let me ask you this how do you feel about going forward with all of this so you and i worked together for a few months but now Do you feel like you have like what it takes to like continue this as a way of life? Is this something that you just did temporarily? Like where do you stand with all that today?
1: Oh, I think it's I'm more confident than ever. Um, it's completely sustainable. Um, it is a life like a lifestyle choice. It's not like a diet or something that's a fad that's, you know, quickly slips away. Like, I feel like I've acquired a set of skills that are, transferable across all facets of my life and again I think when I started this journey I was I thought my goal was one thing but really what I was seeking was something else and just the skills that, that I've acquired with being able to have a positive mindset be able to take back control like it's that part's huge and just the self-confidence that comes from it it's life-changing I and mean, it's been a transformational process for me
0: Yeah, that's so awesome. I love that. And that's really the goal is to make this something that is pretty easy and effortless that you can carry forward. You know, we're not about, it's not about the short term. It's not about like losing weight or, you know, improving your running for, for a month or two. This is about like lifestyle changes. You know, it's about becoming the healthiest version of yourself and being able to continue that going forward. You know, I always say... That health is not a destination that we're trying to get to. It's how we live our lives. And so you're sort of an example of that, you know, and that's why one of the reasons why I want to talk to you is because now you're just like, yeah, this is how I live my life now. I love that. So awesome. Um, Last question, really, like, what would you say to someone who isn't sure about this stuff or isn't sure if they're ready to change you know, or or they're on the fence or they're undecided or they're not sure if it's the right time? Like, what would you say to that person?
1: Put yourself out there. You've got nothing to lose. I mean, just kind of the growth through discomfort, make an investment in yourself. Um, It works if you go all in and you're truly committed to the program and you're willing to get uncomfortable, Um, but it can change your life and how you experience the world.
0: Yeah, heck yeah. I think just like starting is just so important for people. You know, just like start just get started. I know, but what happens is we 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 start to think about, oh, I want to change my diet, I want to get healthy, I want to lose some weight, I want to get runner, I want to, you know, improve my running, I want to get faster. And then we start, like, we just think about it and all this stuff starts coming up for us. Like, oh, I've never worked for me in the past. Or maybe it's not the right time. I need to wait till after the holidays or, you know, whatever. But yeah, I think that's good advice. Just start. Just get started today. Get started. Do something for yourself today. Anything else you wanted to um, talk about or anything else you wanted to mention before we finish up here?
1: Yeah, I mean, just, you know, be fully committed, um, trust the content this program is, is life changing. It really appeals. It's very logical. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. It's very simplistic, um, kind of easy to understand and follow it's built on a bunch of principles that build upon themselves. So, um, it's, uh, it's just so different. And I, I, I know I totally ditched the uh, idea of because I'm a runner, I can eat whatever I want. <laughs> that thought process <laughs> is gone. Um, yeah for sure. So, um, and I I guess one other final thought too, is just, I gained just a huge sense of relief that I can do things more efficiently with this process. Like I don't have to spend hours running. Like I can work smarter, not harder. And being a fat adapted runner is so much easier. Like I'm not constantly eating. I don't feel hungry all the time. You know, I eat two meals a day. I don't snack. I can distinguish hunger from cravings. And I'm just amazed with how little food I need eat and i'm always leaving a meal feeling satisfied and um you know fat is your friend like it gets a bad rap i think fat needs a new pr agent um because not only does it taste delicious but again it leaves you feeling satisfied so um yeah
0: it's good stuff yeah focus on fat focus on protein those are the the macros we want to be focused on Awesome stuff, Melanie. Well, thanks again for coming on here and just sharing your story and sharing about your transformation. And, um, we're going to keep an eye on you and just kind of see where things go with you. Do you have any races coming up anytime soon? I've got one
1: in April. I've got a half. I'm looking forward to, um, and then I'll be focused on, you know, building some lean muscle mass. So that's what's up next for me.
0: Love it. Well, Well, we'll, we'll stay in touch and we'll, um, do an update here. Once you start getting, um, strong and, and, uh, ripped. Okay. All right. Well, thanks again. Um, I really appreciate it. And thanks for, uh, just sharing, uh, so much about your story. It's been really cool. Awesome.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: If you're a runner and you've been struggling to lose weight or you keep losing and gaining the same 10 pounds over and over again, or you're finally ready to get to your natural weight and stay there for good this time, then I have something you will love. I've created a powerful new training just for you called Running Mean for Life.